your palms are sweaty. I can tell. So, yeah, I'm nervous because you're a little sweaty. I'm nervous to 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 talk about this movie. My you're favorite. Let's talk about your new favorite movie. My favorite movie star. <laughs> well, that's actually a great place to Let start. Let me just hey, say guys. this. Let this me is just Steven's say favorite this. Movie star. I have been. I hate bragging, but I feel like I'm always ahead of the curve. And, and only on select topics. But one of those is... Very well, few topics. Very few topics, because I only have about six interests. But one of those interests is Gwyneth Paltrow. And I feel like you can attest to this. I have been... I've been championing her before it was cool. And now it's all of a sudden very cool now that she's she's had a victory in court. Yeah. Yes, me, she's very in the zeitgeist up. right now. Guys, 100% true. Steven has been an early adopter of Gwyneth. Thank you. I never got it. Admittedly no one did. so. I didn't get it. In college, you... Even in college, I was packing Gwyneth. We're so obsessed with her. I didn't, like, I wouldn't get it. I didn't even understand the depth of your, like, passion for her. And then I'd come to your apartment and you have her Oscar. A framed, a framed photo of her with the, with the Oscar. <laughs> crying on the on the stage yeah and folks at home it's like not a good print it's like a hp laser jet it was blurry it was blurry (laughs) but it was the best i could do it was the best i could do at the time at the time we were very very broke and steven had a framed photo of gwyneth winning her oscar at one point did you have it in the bathroom am i crazy no i did it It was framed it was hung up in the bathroom yeah so steven's an early adopter of gwenny um, embarrassing for me. You kind of had to like show me the ropes. Yeah, you would introduce me. I was like, I don't get it. I've led like, many a people through their Gwenaissance, and I'm happy. Gwenaissance. I'm happy now. There's been like a mass indoctrination with with this trial. Mm. So yeah, now now it's now it's cool to be a fan of Gwyneth. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> I think it is. I think the public's come <laughs> around. I think they're they're into they're into it, and. I think conveniently, the name of this movie could also be the name of her made-for-TV movie about the trial. View from the top. <laughs> View from the top. Above In front of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't watch this trial. Wow. I find it embarrassingly cringy. Like, it was so the questions. Cr- it, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I think especially that they had to drag a female attorney out to, to only question her. I'm like, what year is it that we were still 2003, doing? View from the Top. View from the Top. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, she was dressed like she was from View from the Top. And that's not a diss. It's just a reference. But it's, it's like... It's just a reference. It's just a reference. Gwyneth was dressed... Um, Beautifully. Very opposite. She did, like, a um, like a masculine Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Look. Yeah, even Nancy Grace <laughs> said that. But it was, like... Yeah, the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, that's not original. Like, no. I've read that yeah, yeah. countless times. This trial was so cringy. I, you would send me clips, and I have to admit, I could, like, barely even watch them. Yeah. The questions that she was being asked were insane. It was so embarrassing yeah. for both parties involved. <laughs> I w- and just the fact that they're even on trial, and then her symbolic $1, which I understand, I get. She's not here to ruin a man's life. He's yeah. here to ruin hers. Right. <laughs> And in honor of WHM, I'm very happy she's But she did. Pulled through. I mean, his life is ruined. The amount of legal bills he's going to have to pay is is astronomical. I know. Oh well. Poor man. But um I still don't really know what happened that day on the ski slopes. There's no <laughs> yeah, justice. I would like to go do my own site inspection. I would like to feel my way down that slope. Just see, just see how things are. I'd like to get someone the same frame run. and stature. 
of Gwyneth, the same frame and stature as that man. Let's do something. I think like- we're kind of it. Like you're his height and I'm her height. And I'm going to ski. A little, I have his mask. I'm going to ski a little ahead of you. And I want you to just ski right behind me. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn around and yell at you and say, you skied into my effing back. <laughs> I don't think she's capable of doing too much damage, honestly. But no, because she's so tiny. But I mean, I get it. Like your downward ski. You know what? We have to we have to like be really careful here because we've already tempted big tech mm-hmm. and like I don't want Goop coming for us. No, no. I mean, if any, I mean, they'd only come for you. They wouldn't come for me. So this would be squarely on your shoulders. Because I'm sure you have a Goop coffee table book sitting right in front of you right now. I have all the cookbooks. So <laughs> all the bone broth. All the bone broth. But um. Oh, Gwenny. Yeah, I can't believe it's our first Gwyneth Paltrow movie, and it, it- makes sense. I want to <laughs> say it makes sense. Not that she's no, she's her level of project. The caliber is actually pretty high. <laughs> that she's been in. This is one of the only like early two thousands fluffy movies I could think of. And Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. But I think yeah. even compared to Shallow Hal, like this movie is this is a Gwyneth movie. Like I mean, it was clearly built around her. I think yes. I mean, they've definitely plugged in a lot of other stars, but you know, you know, upon when we first started, I would have said yeah. After finishing that movie, I think this was a failed Mike Myers vehicle. <laughs> he definitely took it over, and I don't even know if he was cast on the movie. It just seemed like he was there, and they didn't he know did, what they're to like, do. They're like, oh, let's use him today. They didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> I just felt like 2003, this is like right off of his peak gold member run, I think. And yeah. or I think Austin Mike Powers Myers adjacent. The, this movie is very Austin Powers adjacent. Oh my God. And I just feel like he, you're right, he was there and they were, I, I couldn't remember anyone funnier in the year 2003. I thought Goldmember was the funniest movie I've ever seen with my favorite actress, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought she was an actress. Foxy Cleopatra. She is, a, she is an actress. Actress but first. For, first and foremost. <laughs> just like J-Lo to me is a singer. Yeah. I never knew she had a movie career. Um, Made in Manhattan was my first. Also, I think 2002, 2003. Yeah. But it's it feels good to be back in the 2002, 2003. Oh, it's where I'm comfortable, baby. It's where I'm the most comfortable. And it really fit. It do, It just like feels so right. This movie is 2003. It is. It I is. agree with you. This movie felt like a warm hug. I think I often say it when we visit these years. It's a warm it's just... hug, but it's a quick hug. It's a quick hug. <laughs> Fast. Maybe minutes. <laughs> Yeah. With credits. It does say when you start the movie, it will say 87 minutes. And you'll think to yourself, wow, that's Hmm. really close to 90 minutes. But it's actually 80 minutes because seven minutes are credits where they just play bloopers. But then there is actually a really good song and dance at the end, which I really enjoyed. Very fun. I miss blooper reels even in credits. So much fun. The We Are Family remix to We Are Royal. We are family. (laughs) It's We Are Royalty. Royalty. Yeah. (laughs) That was cute. Um, Really cute. A lot of covers in this soundtrack. In the first time of this movie, it was beyond weird. I do think it was was super early That was not the original Don't Stop Believing, was it? It sounded a little off. (laughs) All the music sounded... It's like they got the music for discount by getting it all slightly That's what I'm saying. I think that, um, first of all, those very early 2000s of them, first 10 minutes, there's 10 chart toppers, but they're all, they're all covers. covers. So, <laughs> it was so strange because it starts with 
Does it start with Seen Don't Stop Believing? Smoky Room. Yes. Yeah. Smell a wine and cheap perfume. And like it's the version where like all the vowels every, are pretty distorted. But every <laughs> note is a little off. And then you realize it's not Journey. It's somebody else. Oh, no. It's somebody it, else. <laughs> it's somehow a really obscure cover and also something that I remember from like a fever dream. Because I do remember that version being used a ton. Yeah. And we are family. Celebrate. Didn't, didn't they have celebrate good times? I should have written more they, down. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an eighth grade graduation music. Like all, yes, yes. all that kind of music was played. Yeah, Stevens Jams, 2003, yeah. you're going into and middle you school. pass out the CD to everyone on the way out and be like, oh, you like yes. what you heard? Here. Lucky you. Yeah, lucky you because I burned 30 CDs and they all have... Took me one whole Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I needed to use all the RAM <laughs> on my computer to get this burned. But enjoy. It I felt used to like make that. So many CDs. Yeah, same. And it was like, it was so it was strange because it was like you knew all the songs, and they sounded so close, so close to the real song. So close. And so it's close. almost like it's almost like wow, if we would have just picked one top ten and just paid for it, then we could have heard it. In full, but no, we nope. instead bought ten covers and used mm-hmm. those. So Smart. different approach. Smart. Yeah, I'm, I think it added to it. I'm a saver. <laughs> I couldn't believe <laughs> the amount of like top hits in the first. Like I said, every other minute, yeah, an, a dramatic moment in the movie needed to be supported by some sort of song, and I'm just like, this yeah. is a forgotten era in cinema. I it we don't do it anymore. There would be more score or nothing. Your toe is tapping the whole movie. You can't help it. You can't help it. I was jamming out. I freaking loved it. (laughs) Oh, man. I wrote 10 minutes in, and there's 10 pop hits of 2003. But I will will say that they definitely don't stop believing. Well, in particular, just one line really informs the movie, which is you're just just a small town town girl. girl. Emphasis on just and emphasis on girl. And small town, honestly. And small town. And your. Small town. And your. So. <laughs> and a, a, a sometimes. Just a yeah, small yeah. town girl. So you're just a small town girl. And That she, sums up the whole movie. And, and honestly, what the film arrives at is that she is just a small town girl. She is. She really is. Like, she tries to get out of it, and she can't. Yeah. So in many ways, I think the movie is kind of ahead of its time. It's really about the dangers of of you know aspirational living and international yeah. women tra- with dreams be careful yeah maybe just maybe just get the the poster of the eiffel tower you don't actually need to go there yeah practice bonjour but don't go but don't go <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what the movie is suggesting although it don't, can, it's like don't dream too big don't dream too big it'll ruin you, your life it'll ruin your life and you'll have no you'll have no relationships yeah, none to speak of. It truly is girl bossing too close to the sun. Everyone who reaches the mm-hmm. pinnacle of being a flight attendant crashes and burns. Yeah, they totally. They have to step away. I think we did it. I think that sums it up. And to close out Women's History Month in this way, wow. Yeah. To wow. close it out, we're bringing back the word stewardess, which is what this movie does. And in- that is my entire campaign. <laughs> On this podcast. Well, okay. And this is what I was thinking was that it they, they do use the word stewardess a lot. And they're definitely they're definitely showing that, you know what, air travel is back. Air travel 
air travel is sexy, air travel is fun. And we have to remember that this is 2003, probably filmed in 2002, we're back in that post 9-11 world, like we're trying to get butts and seats on planes again. And if you think you could get up there and you could have a hot stewardess serving you Mm -hmm. warm nuts. (laughs) With a foxy Cleopatra, synthetic outfit, bouffant hair, big hoops. I mean, this is good. This is good for the industry. Carpeted walls. Carpeted walls. Yeah. I mean, I want to get into the movie because I want to ask what you thought they were doing with the production design on these planes. Because like it was like the 70s, right? Yeah. It was very much like we're going back to the golden age of flying. Yeah. Stewardess. That's why stewardess made sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's where we are. Let's put the male gay flight attendant. He he only works the express route. Like he definitely is not going to work the Paris route. Like only the women. Yeah, he's not a part of this. He's not in, he's not in the club. <laughs> oh, wow. This movie starts in a way that we love. Loved it. For our star vehicles. Loved we love it. it. One key childhood memory. Yeah. Played in home movie. Yeah. Over and the backing track, Don't Stop Believing, Just a Small Town Girl Living in a Lonely World. Yeah. Um, And she's she wants to get as far away from Silver Springs as possible. She does. And the way she the tries. narration is building, you think she's going to do it. But then she didn't. She didn't get that far. But it's okay because she found love. Spoiler. <laughs> right. So she she's talking about how she's been stuck with her mom in Silver Springs. Nothing is moving, but she has dreams of seeing the world. And who doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't have dreams of seeing the world? And the way that she the way that she really starts to feel this way is she she starts her career at Big Lots, which I loved. I Work, love Big Lots. Working, I've been meaning to go for weeks. Exclusively in the luggage department. Luggage. <laughs> he he pulled some strings. I died at this line. My boyfriend at the time pulled was, some strings to get me a position in the luggage department. It was really funny, actually. There, I will say that this movie was, was legitimately a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. There were yeah, some good I think moments. it's super funny, but it's disguised like we said this before. Air, it's like that bimbo chic, like slut core that we that was like very two, early two thousands, and yeah. I think it was meant to shame women in the early two thousands. And now in twenty twenty three, I'm like, who's getting the last laugh? It's just funny. Yeah. And Gwyneth I mean, is like a genius businesswoman, has an Academy Award. Like she's fine. Yeah, she has we an Academy can, Award at this point. But you're yeah, right. we can laugh at this. Like, like they they allow multiple female characters in this movie to to remind the audience. Oh, I didn't graduate from high school. Yeah, I, I dropped out. <laughs> oh, I quit. So, can you it, do my back, Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> so it's like, it's definitely playing on this this bimbo mentality, but mm-hmm. in some ways, it because there's really no conflict. It doesn't work in the way that I think they might have thought it was going to fit into that. I think it's resisting mm. it. Yeah. I mean, there is the Christina Applegate of it all rivalry with her in flight attendant school. But you're, you're right. It's like the, the conflict is never that cut and dry because Gwyneth is just like heads and tails better than everybody. Gwyneth is the best flight attendant. And there. Yes. And what's fun about it is that there's no one even close. <laughs> like you were saying, you were saying it's like, oh, it's like Top Gun school for for flight attendant tricks. 
but there's yeah. no there's no one hot on her heels like she's no just, she's just the best there's no like ice man to her maverick yeah. it's just her and it's like it's not even in her blood like we her mom wasn't a flight attendant she just she's, she's just, a legacy she's a savant <laughs> but but okay so we in the beginning we don't even we're not even thinking flight attendant because she is She's working she's at Big still Lots. still at Big Lots. And yeah. we find out that even though she works in luggage, she's never been on a plane. So she's never even used she's never even used luggage before. No, no. But need. she wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's kind of like growing up and we're getting that montage of her coming of age. And she um catches on TV mm-hmm. one of our favorite movie villains ever, Candace Bergen. Yeah. She sees Candace Bergen on the TV and we find out that Candy Bergen is and this is the language of the movie. She's the most famous flight attendant in the world. Yes. Uh huh. And I believe it. And she, she looks like one. She she looks like one. And and conveniently, Gwyneth catches this ad after she's been dumped by her boyfriend, who has gotten a promotion at Big Lots, mm-hmm. and he's not going to take her to the Tucson store. He's going to take um, Becky from Barbecues. Yeah, somebody else. Poor poor girl. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I think we talked about this a little bit. As soon as I saw Candace Bergen, I thought, she's going to be evil. Yes. And something's going to happen, like something bad. Something bad is going to happen. She's going to sabotage. She's going to be, she's gonna be um, like a snarky, snarky flight attendant who, who doesn't want to see the next generation thrive. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought too. Yeah, so. Brides, bride wars just like kind of get in the way of something – but, but before, but before Gwyneth decides that she wants to be a flight attendant because of that video, her first option, and she goes, "I thought about becoming an alcoholic." <laughs> <laughs> that's in her blood. That's in her blood. She says, "That's but, that's the family." But she's gonna go against type, and she's gonna be she's gonna become a, a, a stewardess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, and what I appreciated about this is that. You know, the the movie is aware, unlike J-Lo, that you can't just go to the number one airline. You have to start small. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the reality in the situation. Yeah. She just went local. She went to the local budget airline. And yes. And even the manager is like, hey, we only do 45-minute flights. So Yeah, these little local little trips. It felt very attainable. It felt very real. Yeah. She kind of waltzes right into the position, which, yeah, I, th- I think that's what would happen. No, There's no sa- training. No training. She's just reading the book as she yeah. as she is um, on the job. And her coworker is an incredibly charming Kelly Preston. Mm, she did great. She did so Loved her in this. Wonderful. I enjoyed so her endearing. presence. And again... So we've met Candy Bergen through the screen. She's not threatening. Cully Preston is not threatening. She's so nope. su- she's so supportive. So mm-hmm. there's really no there's no conflict yet because nope. everybody and we're is, twenty minutes in. We're twenty minutes in. Everybody is just desperately trying to help Gwyneth be a great flight attendant, including yeah. the co-pilot because the the main pilot is asleep. But the co-pilot Rob the Lowe. co-pilot Rob Lowe, <laughs> sexy sexy, random him too. I hope you do great, babe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's you're right. Like there is no conflict. So then you're like, okay, surely the conflict is going to be that she sucks at this. Yeah. And we only get one scene of that too. We get. <laughs> she's one pretty good after that. She's pretty good. So on her first her maiden voyage, 
yeah. she reveals to Kelly Preston that she's never been on a plane before. So she's she's confused by what's happening. <laughs> Understandably I thought this was really so. funny. I thought this was pretty good because, you know, we don't think of Gwyneth for physical comedy. But I thought that this was some... She nails it. This is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> she nails it. Um, at one point, like, she hears something and Kelly Preston's like, don't worry, it's just the wheels. And Gwyneth goes, we lost the wheels? <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> and then and, she starts screaming And it was, I mean... I was like, okay, this is pre-bridesmaids, her running through the cabin screaming. Yeah, there's a colonial funny. woman on the wing churning it, butter. There's it something very, they're not telling us. very funny to me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so she kind of makes a fool of herself. They land. Yeah. I'm assuming, like, 45 minutes later, local. She didn't really derail the flight, I don't think. No, no. I mean... As he says, the only people that take the airline are gamblers and drunks. So they yeah, don't. Yeah, so we're fine. They don't seem very annoyed at her presence, and she doesn't get any reprimand. She doesn't get any talking to. They're just like, listen, you'll get it. Yeah, or, they're so nice to her. Or you won't, but you probably will. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I I go super like rule book Chanel like elementary yeah. school you can't scream on a plane that's like inciting a riot like you can't it's like screaming fire so in a crowded that's room. probably why they have the walls covered in carpeting and in shag carpet it didn't break it muffles, through it muffles the voice it didn't get to the cockpit that's why rob Lowe was so nice yeah, when he came he out he said are you good you good girl you didn't hear her scream um and i think that would have been a really funny take if he's like what happened yeah i didn't hear a thing <laughs> But yeah, they don't do anything with Rob Lowe after that. I really thought love interest or something. But. Yeah, I mean, because the way he's looking at her and the way that she's looking at him, there's a connection at first. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, what else would you think? that like? No, I know. And I'm like, was Rob Lowe not Rob Lowe yet? I'm like, because like, my shorthand, when I see the two named talent on screen, I'm like, okay, they're going to kiss at some point. I feel like moving on... After that scene, she well, there's more montagey stuff. She's doing local route. Right? She gets better. To and fro. We get better, and we find out that she becomes basically a student teacher because she gets she gets mm. she gets a trainee. Oh, I did like that. It was very quick. She got. They even gave me a trainee, Christy. <laughs> Christy. In that VO that we get. Yeah. Very sparingly, but it's fun. But yeah, um, she's very good at being a stewardess. Christy. Oh no. yeah. Gwyneth, that's how oh. quickly she gets a trainee. Christy is a, yes. Christy's yes. a dirty forgive thief. Forgive me. Forgive me, forgive me. Oh, they call her klepto. The klepto. <laughs> if you see that klepto. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, like, so rude to Christine Applegate. It's so funny. Gwyneth um, is kind of a narc, though, in the movie. She is a narc, like, but I related to her. <laughs> you stupid. And she's like, yeah, they were for the guests. <laughs> I, I honestly saw both perspectives on that. I was like, you can take one. Take, take one. A soap. You didn't need to take all the airplane soaps. <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. I know. Wait, we're totally skipping ahead. Okay. But at the very end, Candace, Candy Bergen goes, and you know, someone did steal my soaps that one time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny that they take a moral high ground about that. 
It, the nail in the coffin for Christina Applegate's character was someone took my soaps once. Well, that's how that's literally how they cracked the case. They're like, it's literally it. <laughs> okay. In the way she dots her eyes. But okay, this is still the pre-flight school yeah. air, area of the movie and I'm still having so much fun. They're summering in what is it? Palm Springs? Oh no. They're or, in Lake Havasu, which Oh, Lake Havasu. <laughs> worse. Which, which is worse. It's uh Dryer. you know, it's where Vicky Gumbelson once had a home. So it's very um it look they're Humble. they're basically saying that these people are trash. That's what they're trying to communicate. That's actually what this movie's saying. Even with wardrobe, everything. With everything they're trying to say these people are trash. And it's yes. unf- I mean, we're not seeing that. That's just that's they're showing us and telling us that they're trash. Yeah, don't blame us. Like we are the interpreters of what we've been given. Because we see that they vacation on a houseboat, which looked kind of chic, and they were sitting. Yeah, it was cute. It was and they were sitting there, and there's like the local. They're bonding, but it becomes very clear that Christina Applegate is. She's like it. She's a real eager beaver. She's asking a lot of questions. She's trying to mm-hmm. ingratiate herself with Gwyneth and Kelly Preston, and y- you know we wonder where this is gonna go. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of slowly starting to see, like, how's this shaping up? We are over, like, 20 minutes at this point. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Um, we do get introduced to Mark Ruffalo, a young Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. He kind of rolls up in his boat. Yeah. Gwyneth's um, bathing suit strap breaks. Ah, funny, funny, funny. So funny. Hilarious. The girls so are funny. like, go inside. I'm sure there's a tie. Yeah, I'm sure you can find a, a close uh, bobby pin. What is it? Yeah. Safety pin. It was, so, it was such a weird transition, the way they were delivering the lines. They're like, go ahead, girl. Go look for it. Like, yeah, right inside. Also, in that moment, I like went into the recesses of my memories. I've never easily found a safety pin anywhere. Like, nowhere. Right. Or It's not easy to find. No. I mean, on a houseboat, you know, where space is truly at a premium, I don't think that that's, those are what I would be stocking. But she goes no looking for it anyway. Yeah. And then we get a funny, funny meet cute. Um Mark Ruffalo kind of goes to surprise who he thinks is his buddy. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to use a fake water gun to pretend like sh- yeah. he's going to shoot him. <laughs> I kept waiting for the real gun to come out in this movie, I got to say. Yeah, because he's, he's an officer of the water. He's a lake officer. So he is he's, he's I was waiting for official. the explosive device, gun, bomb, anything. No. Grenade. Remember, Chanel, we're trying to get people back on, back, you know, on planes. Oh, I know. So this was a real con job yeah so he surprises her and he's like and then she is like oh uh, it's okay i forgive you i'm just looking for i'm looking for a clasp so i can put my bathing suit top back on and he's like i got you he's like hold up i have white bread on this boat so he gets he gets the little wire tie for bread and they use that and it it lasts i thought it was a a great idea I thought it was a really good idea. I yeah, I did. It. I thought it was a good idea. I wouldn't have thought about that. And look, we had. Th- it's like it's the age-old question: how many how many women does it take to find a replacement bathing suit holder? Mm-hmm. And it took him one man. One man. <laughs> one man. Which makes sense. <laughs> Which makes sense. So he's <laughs> he puts the bathing suit back on her, and she's like, um, "Okay, I'm good to go." And now I'm going to get into a boat with you because you helped me put my top back on and a little day trip a little day day trip trip on the lake but unfortunately christina applegate christy christy's there invites herself she invites herself yeah we don't like christy 
no, this is when we start to realize that um, that she might be a little nefarious because mm-hmm. she is she is standing in between the two of them. She's being very flirtatious. She's having him rub sunscreen on her back. And mm-hmm. she tries to show how cool of a girl she is because she reminds him that she didn't graduate high school. Oh, my God. He's like, he's like, yeah, I almost was a lawyer. I left um, one semester left. She goes, me too, but high school. <laughs> and Gwyneth goes, why did you drop out? And she starts to answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. She starts to answer when she was really talking to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. God damn it, Christy. Yeah, so this is still that pre-time, and yeah. you're still just kind of like, where's this going? Where is it going? Because we had just left a scene where Gwyneth, you think, is going to be having a relationship with Rob Lowe. Now she's flirting with Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. and it's just very unclear what what the problem is here. Like, in terms still of... Still none. <laughs> but we see in the next scene that... The, the three of them, Gwyneth, Christina Applegate, Kelly Preston, are sitting at the local diner on the airstrip. And mm-hmm. these three beautiful, elegant flight attendants come in. Yeah, flight attendants. Mm-hmm. And their their outfits are professional. Designer. Designer, chic. They're all like, get me my Louis Vuitton. I got this new Chanel coming in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Clearly they have money, which yeah. begs the question, how much does a flight attendant get paid? I don't know because there's this one YouTube channel that I love to watch this woman who's a flight attendant and she vlogs everything. Mm-hmm. I do love that. But I don't think it's enough to be affording that kind of luxurious lifestyle. I didn't think so. And then I was like, should I be a flight attendant? Was my next question. I want to be I a might. flight attendant now. It looks it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Also uh, there's training I was thinking though. that. There's a lot of training. I know. I was thinking that if if it weren't for like the year I'd have to kill in training, I'd do it. Yeah. For sure. 100%. But these three... So that hurts their feelings. These three... Well, and these three flight attendants are like, I can't believe our flight had to, you know, ha- make an emergency stop here. To refuel here. This nasty Ew. town. And yeah. Gwyneth is like, listen, ladies, we need to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. We need to go... We need to advance. We need to advance mm-hmm. in the flight attendant world. And the girls are like, there's no way. We're stuck with Breezy Airline or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then Gwyneth takes out a flyer for a hiring fair, which seemed like it must happen all the time. And seemed legit. Seemed legit in San Francisco, (laughs) which I I couldn't remember where they were anyway. So didn't yeah didn't didn't matter matter at all. I'm pretty sure that the only thing we saw of San Francisco was the inside of that hotel or whatever it was. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get San Francisco, so it really no, could. We did get Paris. We so got a lot of the Paris. They yeah, had we the had money. the budget to go to Paris. I bet I bet Gwyneth was like, "I'm only doing this movie if we actually film in Paris," because it looked like they yeah. did. It really did, unless it was a green screen or whatever. But it looked like they went to Paris and did two shoot days in Paris. For sure, there were multiple setups in Paris. Like she yes. she was sitting in different locales. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they decide to go to this hiring fair for flight the attendant. royalty or just to be a flight attendant. Um, I, the royalty air flight school, the way that they set it up, they made it seem like all the different airlines were hiring, but I really think it was royalty focused, royalty focused mm-hmm. <laughs> because so they go to the fair and immediately get interviews, right? Yeah. They fill out, they've. First, they fill out their applications, and we learn this very important detail that Christina Applegate 
always dots her eyes with a heart. Very important detail. Don't forget that. Do not forget it. What, what was the movie we did last time? The J-Lo one? Shotgun Wedding. Um, Shotgun Wedding. Okay, so back. if every fact in Shotgun Wedding came back around and no yeah. loose ends, in this movie, this is the one. This is the only this thing the that comes back. This is the one you need back. to pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> it's dots her eyes with hearts and stole soap. And steal. She's a stealer. So they all go in for their interview (laughs) with none other than, and they start building them up. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're going to be in, we're going to be interviewed by Mike Myers. Mike Myers. That's exactly what they say. The Michael Myers. Not to be confused with. He's like a world renowned flight attendant trainer. We find out. Yes. Very good at his job. He can make and break your career in the sky. Mm Mm-hmm. And we get a really funny interview montage, so which funny. I thought was super good. They're taking pains to let you know Gwyneth is the best. Gwyneth, there's is... no shadow of a doubt. Yeah, they're they're very much setting up that Christina Apple, Applegate is a big dummy. Gwyneth is the yes. best, and Kelly Preston really doesn't want it. That's what they're really yeah. trying to let us know. Yeah, because they don't want you to be too let down in the next scene when she doesn't get it. <laughs> Right, <laughs> exactly. It, they really let her go quite easily, and you don't it's feel very gentle, gentle movie. So we find out, and this is convenient. They they find out in the interview if they're going to be accepted to the flight attendant school because it's like American Idol. They walk out. Gwyneth gets a golden ticket. There's like a list. Gwyneth, Gwyneth gets one. Christina Applegate seemingly gets one, but Kelly yeah. Preston makes fun of Mike Myers' crossed eyes, and she doesn't get one. She doesn't get one. And just worth noting, this is the most gold member of scenes. Like it's Mike Myers, fully Mike Myersing. Yeah, he's got. I one hope eye there crossed. wasn't a script. I I don't think there was. This was very mole. Do you remember mole? <laughs> <laughs> and you, it's like all you can look at. Yeah, it was very. Same bit, same bit, same bit. But um... and he's like this eye. Look at this one. <laughs> and um, I just want to point out one more thing, Christina Applegate. Um, she's talking about her resume, and she goes right above Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked that. <laughs> it was it was very funny. Um, and we find, but like you were saying, they we really just say goodbye to Kelly Preston in this scene, and she's just gone. That's the function of this interview. It's like to weed out, to ditch her. That yeah, to just ditch Kelly Preston, which I'm really upset about. I really do think all three of them could have just made it. Yeah, and they they been fine because all we know so far is that even though Gwyneth is getting really good at being a flight attendant, Kelly Preston is still the best. Like that's what they're telling us. And even yeah. these two girls are like, oh my god, what? You're the best. You're the best flight attendant. She's like, we could never. It was such awkward English. She was like, we couldn't even dream of ever being the a flight attendant the way you are. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah, it was a real word salad. She's like you're the best of the three of us at flight attendant. And we're Dang. like, wait, was it? In, was it English? but it's good but you're it's good. you're right though that as she walks away you feel nothing because you're like you know what she didn't you're like okay bye okay bye she didn't want it and that's okay nah. but, but this is serious um if you want to be in if you want to be on royalty air like you have to want it and you have to be very good at your job so mm. you know i got so many like this felt top model this yeah. felt survivor this next bit this felt you know what this really felt like <sighs> It what? felt like the Disney College program. It felt like <gasps> they were moving them. DCP. Yeah, this felt like they were going on the DCP where they were like, they moved them into dorm housing and they have to mm-hmm. go through a rigorous training schedule to work an hourly job. Yes. On a ride. Yes. As, ro- as Gwyneth said, oh, it's like a roller dead. coaster. 
Oh my God. It's like a roller coaster. I was dying. I was like, how do you make flight attendant school feel like boot camp? Because I'm like, like what are, what, what could the tests possibly consist of? But this of? is what they do. Like, if you work for, if you get hired as like Delta or whatever, they ship you off to their training academy and you have to live there and you go to training like full time. Mm, that's I learned, why I know this isn't for me. It's not for me. It's too much. It's, it's not too for me. Intense. No, it's too intense. I would cry. It would literally be like there's um, exams. Like, you have to study. No, that's a no. That's a no for me. They do try to make funnies happen in these little in this montage. Yeah, and it's like hit and miss. They're doing like simulations of like a bad passenger in first class. Oh, wait, a disgruntled Mike passenger. Myers is wearing a vest that says disgruntled passenger. Dis- disgruntled passenger or whatever. I don't remember if that was exactly it, but Something. yeah, he's like, I want my warm nuts. He's like, I've I've and Stacy Dash throws the nuts. He's like, I've seen warmer nuts on a polar bear. On a polar bear. <laughs> and then very funny joke. And then he kind of takes the steam out of the joke by later being like, I met a polar bear or something. And you're like, wait, what? We thought that was a good joke. It goes on for a beat too long. He keeps he keeps the joke going. It's weird because the director of the movie, I like I don't know who it is. I could I, it doesn't matter. But it was like they didn't know what to do with the funny scenes. Like the funny mm-hmm. scene where Gwyneth loses control on her very first flight. Like they awkwardly just end. It felt like there could have been more there. Like her like you know deep mm-hmm. breathing into a bag. Like with the polar bear joke. Yeah. It, like doesn't yeah. know when to end. It's very. They don't know how to handle the comedy as well as you would think well i'm gonna let you know that when a movie's 80 minutes long yeah we ran into a problem of not enough footage true yeah if so there I was really more we think, would have seen it <laughs> i really do think they're stretching what they have for every bit it's worth true and it's almost not considered a feature film at 80 minutes you the credit scene saves it the credit scene makes it a feature length film yeah they really had um, to pad it with that so they really didn't need us to let them know what they could have gotten. I did you know? I did love though that all of this safety information is brand new to Gwyneth and um Christina Applegate, even though they've already been flight attendants. Yeah. There was no training before. New caliber. Um one funny bit, one of the girls goes, You have to asses asses the window. Because <laughs> assess. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You put that emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. It's, funny, funny. It's, you know, it's a women's only career as well as one gay man. One gay. And with- this is probably the most overtly fence- offensive section of the movie because they're just making them all seem like fucking idiots. They're all dum-dums. And one night during training, though, Gwyneth gets a call in their dorm room hotel and she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. We're coming. She hangs up the phone. And Christina Applegate's like, what? She's like, we're going to Kenny Bergen's house. And Oh, yeah. We've been invited. And Christina Applegate's like, who? And who? immediately we're like, oh, my God. You don't get it. And Gwyneth's like, yeah, no. Like, idiot. Look at the Bible. She is she is the most famous flight attendant in the world. So it's like. Sally Weston, <laughs> author of My Life in the Sky. It's like, if you don't know who the most flight famous flight attendant in, in the world is. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's like, it's like if any, in any career path, you should know the most famous person in your field. Yeah. She's the tire of or or flight attendanting. I did get some, I did get some top model from this movie. <laughs> this, like I'm saying, this movie felt like a warm hug. I felt right at home with the women are idiots jokes. Yeah. The bimbos. The only thing this movie was missing was fat jokes. There were none. 
There were none. No one got called fat. No one. Yeah, there were no body. There were no body image references in the movie. Yeah, and I I could only guess it's because the three lead women are the thinnest, most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yeah, but that wouldn't stop any other movie from taking a jab at somebody's jugs. You know, you know that they they considered a scene where like somebody who was who was bigger than these three sits down for the interview, and Mike Myers goes, "No, no." <laughs> Not not for the outfit. Like we were no. one second away from a scene like that. So just <laughs> waiting for it. Um It's very of the time. But they go to Candace, Candace Bergen's house and mm-hmm. it's so Great nice. Place. It's like this beautiful mansion. Again, it's like, how is she affording this as a flight attendant? But she's the best. But again, like you're still waiting for that moment where sh- her claws come out and she does something dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, we were waiting for that shoe to drop the whole time. Miss Congeniality, status. I'm like, what? where's the package that's going to blow this whole thing up? Literally and figuratively. Yeah, and but no, she's just there to give them like good advice and to say... Yeah, she's a great mentor. That's to it. say, like, listen, ladies, what you really want is you want the most competitive routes. You want international, first class, Paris. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, she really delivers that information that we so desperately need. And that, that kind of makes Gwyneth go off on her her French learning spree. Yeah. and But again, before they do that, they have to remind us that even though Gwyneth is a bright flight attendant, she's not that bright because Candace Bergen goes, you need seniority. And Gwyneth goes, should I start that now? <laughs> so it's a little bit and legally like, blonde too, like, by the she's way. She's like, no. But before they leave Candy Bergen's house, Gwyneth goes to the bathroom and that's where she sees the 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 airplane soaps. She marvels mm-hmm. at it, uses it, but then on her. I way, thought they were tacky, by the way. They were weird. They looked like rubber ducks. Like they didn't look. They looked elegant. Yeah, like their primary colors too. I'm like, no, this this is a powder pink bathroom. Like, what are you doing? And they did look like takeaway <laughs> gifts, so I can understand the confusion. It looked like a party favor at a children's birthday. But before she leaves the bathroom, <laughs> Candy Bergen corners her, and I'm like, oh, here it is here's the meanness here she's gonna be like you will never be me yes but no she says i want you to be like me (laughs) and i want to help i'm rooting for you girl and i i want to help you and you're like what what (laughs) i think okay new new theory we are so traumatized from the early 2000s that we're waiting for a woman to take another woman down we're just waiting it's like we don't have we don't have brain space for female friendship we're like this can't work this doesn't work in a movie. I'm like, what's what's going on? Yeah. It's Twilight Zone. It's kind of like, what? Is this a movie? It's weird. So, and she <laughs> what even... What are you doing? And Candy Bergen even takes her to her closet and says, listen, if you're a good flight attendant, you can wear this nice, non-synthetic outfit. flight attendant mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah. Did we talk about their original flight attendant outfits from their first airline to the new ones? Because the first airline was, it was Goldmember. They have like 60s bouffants, hoop earrings. <laughs> Plasticky fabric. P- plastic shiny fabric, heels. It's literally, it's bimbo chic. Yeah. And I'm like, were they going for like a 1970s like lost era in flying? Probably. Yeah. With, I think okay. with the shag walls. And with like the shag walls. The rusty hardware. It was like these planes are from the 70s and so are the outfits. So are the outfits. Funny. Funny, funny, funny. Funny. But this, but Candy Bergen's outfit is very like Pan Am- yeah 50s 60s age of flying which i'm like she's not that old (laughs) it's um was that like postmodern modernist so so vintage that it's almost modern again wow what am i trying to say you get it 
Yeah. It's like Mad Men. Like Mad Men brought. It's Mad Men. It's a Mad Men look. But I mean, she's not that old. So it was. No. (laughs) But anyway, it's, it's. Again, test taking time. You're like, okay, we're halfway through the movie. Again, when is the shoe going to drop? And at this point, I literally wrote, we're 50 minutes into the movie. Where is the problem? And you're right. I I think that they were. Oh, I'm right. Tell me how I'm right. In that the next scene is the test scene. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to get confused too at this point because I'm like, are they saying that the relationship with her and Mark Ruffalo is the problem? Because she did have to leave him um, in order to go to flight training school. So I'm like, you know, when you're like early on in the movie, you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, where's the conflict? Where's the issue? I'm yeah. like, were they trying to say that her having to leave Mark Ruffalo was the central conflict? Or yeah, I, I do agree that the test taking is the central conflict, no, but it just I, comes late. I think you're in the same way that you're like, okay, we really can't process the fact that Candace Bergen is just trying to be supportive. I think yeah. that we also can't process the fact that we're supposed to feel like Gwyneth should be torn about leaving a guy she's known for six days. versus going to pursue her dream job career (laughs) i think we're really supposed to feel like wow she really left something behind like i wonder if it's worth it they didn't even kiss he they're like about to kiss for the first time and he goes i don't want our only kiss to be a goodbye kiss right so it's like good line and then we get knock off time after time but we've already said goodbye to rob Lowe too so i'm like okay we've we're really used to saying goodbye to guys so it's fine this it was easy for me but really I think easy. you're right that we're, the conflict is supposed to be that we're constantly thinking. Sh- um, yeah, like she should be with that guy. And it, I guess it becomes emphasized in the next scene where they sit down to take their final exam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny to me, this whole, the layout of the scene. They're sitting in this massive room, but they have all the chairs so close to each other. And Mike Myers <laughs> is sitting at like a little teacher's desk as the proctor <laughs> during the test. Yeah, it felt very high school. <laughs> and they take the test. They finish it. Stacy Dash goes to Gwyneth, how'd you do? And Gwyneth goes, New York, first class, France, Paris, baby. Like she she aced it, she thinks. Yeah, and she does say what exactly what in the next scene. Her mantra. Christy ends up getting, though, the route. Well, they pass their test forward, and then the next day they I guess they've tabulated the scores. We find out later as the Candace, list the list is up. We find out later from Candace Bergen where Gwyneth is like, "How do they tabulate it?" And she's like, "You know, we do hand scoring." <laughs> so yeah, idiot. So they post the list because I guess what they're also saying now is that based on your score, it informs mm, what route you get. Mm-hmm. Which I agree with. I told oh I totally score agree. should get the best route. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And Christina Applegate gets the best route and Gwyneth is relinquished to the express domestic 45-minute flight route. Cleveland. In Cleveland. Home base, Cleveland. Mm. Harkening back to just, just a small, small town, town girl. Flight attendant. <laughs> it's shocking. You're like, wait what like this whole time Gwyneth was the best right now she's all of a sudden not the best now what's she's all... going on and I'm like okay this is it Candy Candy has sabotaged her sabotaged her I'm like that's it that's we've gotta we, be it we figured it out uh-huh I was like she's evil she plays evil in every movie she's always evil can't wait two women can't mm-hmm. support each other that's it 
impossible. This Case is closed. what's going to happen. We also only have 20 minutes left. So it's like... <laughs> It's a real, it's like a real, I don't know. It's like it could go either way, but I feel like it has to go that way because we can't meet anyone new. So, yeah. yeah. And like eight times she gets fed the line, like, don't worry, you can retest again in a year. And that's what Candy Bergen says. Like, she just maintains, like, come back. Yeah. Um, same with Mike Myers. Come back in a year. Yeah. Your score was not very good. And, and we, yeah. Gwen and the audience is like, huh? And even what? Mike Myers says to her, listen, it can happen to the best of us. It even happened to me. Like, I mm-hmm. did poorly, but look where I am. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to Cleveland, and we find out that she, you know, she has to get an apartment. She has to live there because she's working there all the time. She's working with the one gay flight attendant. And whenever she mm-hmm. delivers her in-flight messages, she always has a really sad affect to her, which is not the royal air standard that Mm-mm. you've come to know and love unacceptable and one day as she's putzing around downtown cleveland <laughs> in the up-and-coming neighborhood she stumbles upon mark <gasps> ruffalo mark ruffalo who has gone back to law school I back guess? to law school and i'm like okay this is another in detail cleveland. that comes back is he in the very beginning he's like yeah i went to law school in ohio yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's back because we find Cause out. Because I grew up there. Got it. Got <laughs> yeah, because he grew up. He, he grew up there and he only had one semester left and he's at the coffee shop and he's like, yeah, I'm just here with my partner. And Gwyneth is like, she's really pretty. She's really pretty. And he's like, ew, gross. No, she's my law school partner. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, thank God. Thank, thank God. Because now they can be together. Now they can be together because her career tanked and he is going to be a lawyer so everything she gave her a big time dream so now it can work out now it can work out and it's really weird because it, the weather seems pretty moderate out but we find out the next day is christmas and he's like you want to come to my <laughs> you want to come to my christmas celebration and it's really weird this is where i was blaming myself i was like oh chanel you got to pay attention a little bit better sweetie like it couldn't it we couldn't have possibly been creeping up on christmas but no, i love to like hear summer. that you were just as confused it's like summer so yes um, that's what i thought and she does go she, she goes to family christmas she goes beautiful. and they get his ailing grandmother a gift that's how yeah. that's how close she is to the family at this a point. universal remote a universal remote i remember those those are great um but she is like fitting in with the family and um, gets a sweater it's so cute yeah and i'm like you know what gwyneth you should be happy with your express route can I just say more Christmas in this movie than four Christmases? More Christmas than four Christmases. You're right. Exactly. 100%. Um, <laughs> so everything is going well in Cleveland, um, mm-hmm. we think. And then Gwyneth, um, well, now I'm trying to figure out what happens next. because yeah, <laughs> What tips her off? Because she does think to start questioning the exam. So one day she goes to the desk. Oh, right. She goes to the desk and we see that ever the achiever, she's always asking if she can get like new routes, if she can get new routes and, um, routes and routes, routes and routes. (laughs) And Christina Applegate breezes on through the office and she sees Mm -hmm. that Gwyneth is employee of the month and that, that kind of like gets her agitated and they bump into each other and, how does Gwyneth end up going to New York? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Does does Christina Applegate's character just say, come with me to spend 
the holiday in New York because she does go to New York. Somehow Gwyneth goes to New York and we know that Christina Applegate lives in New York. She has a really cute apartment on West 73rd, we learned. And cute. when she's there, she gets a call to go to a party in Brooklyn. I This part I'm not oh. really fuzzy on. So yeah, so this party invite. Yeah. They introduce a new character. Right. Totally new. The, the, the hostess of the party. Totally where new. Where I'm like, are we supposed to know who this is? <laughs> she okay. was very nice. She was very, very nice. Very friendly. But Gwyneth also gets a personal call at the party. She picks up the woman's <laughs> house phone. And it's for her. Yeah, so bizarre. I guess this is someone they graduated with at the uh, academy. At the flight attendant school for... Stewart yeah, and this woman in New York has like a family, kids. It's right. right. It's Christmas Eve or whatever, or New Year's. I don't remember. And Gwyneth picks up her personal house phone, and they're like, "Hey, um, babe, hosting the party. We need you to do a route." And Gwen's like, "Don't worry, I'll take it. This yeah. woman should enjoy her home with her family." Yeah. And the woman shows up, and she's like, "Hey, who was that?" And Gwyneth doesn't tell her. I'm like, yeah. "Have you ever done that at someone's house?" I've never taken someone's personal call for myself. <laughs> Um, it was good. It was really good. Oh, wait. I think we're getting a little bit out of order here because now I'm remembering what happened. But Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was not paying attention. Okay, because that's when Gwyneth is living in New York. Because here's what happens. I'm going to tell you what happens. Tell, can you tell me what happens, They please? run into each other at the Cleveland airport. Gwyneth and Christina Applegate. Okay? Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Gwyneth is still thinks there's nothing wrong here like nothing bad happened so she invites christina applegate to her apartment with mark ruffalo and then she's like how is your route how's everything going and that's when christina applegate tells her the story of the day where some guy bought brought a bag that was too big and she was like oh just put it on the seat Mm. next to you and gwyneth was like no you have to charge them 25 percent for a second seat for a bigger bag christina applegate goes like I just thought to myself, what would Donna do in this situation? And then she says the wrong, like the completely wrong thing. And Gwyneth is like, no, no, no. You would never kick them off the plane. You would do this. You would charge them half the price of the seat next to them if it was free. Yeah. And then we get that close up. Gwyneth's wheels are like definitely turning. Because she goes, she goes, that "Hmm." was the last question on our exam. Yeah. So that's what? And that triggers her to be like, okay, something is up. There we I knew we were we'll, missing we'll, a piece. We'll get there. And then I knew that, we were missing that's something. when she calls Candy Bergen and that's when she's like, listen, I think something happened with the scoring. I'd like to get to the bottom of this. And Candy Bergen's mm-hmm. like, there are no mistakes with the scores. Every, we do it by hand. We do it by hand. Again. Which seems like where more mistakes could happen. So yes. Gwyneth is like, listen, I'll feel more comfortable if you can just scan me or fax me my scored my exam. exam. And Candy yeah. Bergen's like, listen, I'll pull a string, no problem. But like, listen, you're still going to hate yourself because you did really badly. Because you were, did terribly on this test. And because first they get the score and Candy Bergen's like, oh, I'm surprised you even got a job with your score. Like, you should just be happy yeah. you're even working. She's like, domestic Cleveland? <laughs> this makes sense. <laughs> but then they get it. They get the facts come through and, and Gwyneth is, Gwyneth knows something is wrong because... The handwriting on the exam has Has hearts. Hearts. Over over the the eyes. eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got distracted. Did you hear my watch go off? Yeah. I just want to tell the folks at home. Um, So then she knows. My Siri kicked in. So Gwyneth knows that that 
Christina Applegate like, is mm. a problem. And then she's like, listen, Candy Bergen, I need you to help nail her. And here's why. is because number one, she did this, but you would have no idea that she did that because you don't even know what her handwriting looks like. But I can also mm-hmm. tell you that when she came over my apartment, she dumped out her bag and she had stolen all the little bottles of alcohol. And that's when Candy Bergen goes, oh, funny you say yeah. that because someone came to my home a year ago and stole all my airplane soaps. Yeah, that one time. Remember those soaps I had? So that's Stolen. What, that's what lights a fire under Candy Bergen's butt. And she's like, listen, here's what, here's what I can offer. I can, I can have a concealed detective watch her on the plane. And if she steals anything, we'll nab her. And I mean... She does. She's like, she. so she calls in a klepto watcher and she's like, yes. watch her. And unfortunately for Christina Applegate, within five minutes of being on the plane, she dumps a whole tray of alcohol into her bag. <laughs> so. It was really funny, actually. I felt uncomfortable calling her little klepto. It feels so mean. That's what they <laughs> refer to her as. I'm like, I feel like we're 10 years away from klepto being like a slur. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's her personality as they're telling us. It's like she steals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's tough when that's the only character attribute you have. But she does she does steal and the internet, the internal investigator catches her, turns her in, and in a in a turn of events, immediately Gwyneth is upgraded to her route. immediately she's in paris in a blink yeah so gwyneth is walking through the airport she looks so chic in her new outfit she's first class touching the fabric Mm -hmm. and she's loving it um we get a beautiful montage of her going back and forth to paris but we start to see that it gets a little bit old because yeah she's sad she's sad she's alone and those first class customers they're not always the nicest, and they're very mm-hmm. demanding. Yeah. And she's just reminded time and time again that she's lonely, and somehow we've blinked, and it's almost Christmas again. Yeah. It's, and she's like, I'm alone on Christmas Eve. This is terrible. Right. but And then this is when she's living in New York to catch us back up to speed. This is when she mm-hmm. goes to Brooklyn, and the phone call Got she gets it. at her flight attendant's friend was a shift for her friend, but she ends up taking it because she, she t- has she no... She has no friends or family. So Yeah, and this is us really speedballing towards that 80 minute mark where it's just like she's still alone yeah. and she's unfulfilled in her new life. The dream life that she wanted is not all it was cracked up to be. We even do get a moment, I hope I'm not too far ahead, where she tells Candace Bergen's character, like you said, don't let anything get in the way of your dreams. Yeah. And Candace is like, I didn't mean Jump the only person you love. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> In t- so many words. It's tough that you're saying, like, let's not get ahead because all this happens within five minutes. So it's like, it's very it's, hard. It's, in, it's a 90-second span of this movie. And what we're also missing, which is funny, is that the first time Gwyneth chairs one of these first-class flights, um, yeah. miraculously, Christina Applegate gets through security and <laughs> meets her on the plane and, and is they ready to it physically out. assault her. <laughs> And the line that did make me laugh is like these two women are about to fight because Christina Applegate's like, isn't it convenient that the day I get fired, you get promoted? Like, it's very clear you had something to do with it. And Gwyneth mm-hmm. is like, listen, she takes her job so seriously. She's like, you need to get off the plane. And to which Christina Applegate goes, what are you going to do? Throw one of your big books at me? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which I love that line. Early 2000s when like being smart was an insult. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? Throw a book at me? We throw a book at me? I and then we very, just, very rough, their fight. It was pretty just, physical. It was so physical. Does Gwyneth tackle her into a bagel? What is that piece? Is it a bread? No, is it okay. Bread? What happens is, what happens is they, they're, they're fighting, fighting, fighting. It, like they're like actually throwing their bodies into things. Christina this Apple- is where I'm comfortable, by the way. Yeah. I want to see the women fist fight. Christina Applegate throws her to the ground. And then as soon as she grabs her hair, because she's going to keep banging her head into the ground, Gwyneth grabs a New York bagel because they're in New York and puts it in front of her head so that when she slams her head down, it cushions it. Cushions the blow. Also, really? it's a massive bagel. Massive it's very bagel. It's big. Like a cake. But, um, it's like a Homer Simpson donut. Yeah, exactly. Big. But, um, you know the ride at Universal? That oh, size yeah. donut. Makes me sick. But um, a lot <laughs> of special effects. It's you know it's my fun, mom's though. favorite. It's, it's my mom's favorite ride. Really? Yeah. I love the she mummy. Loves That's it. my favorite ride at Universal. Oh, the mummy's fun. So fun. It's hot. It's hot, hot, hot in there. Yeah, they do turn the flames Fire. on. Fire. Um, yeah. So I don't know how they do that, but um, if if you know, uh, let us know. <laughs> if you know how, how they turn you, the flames on that are. How do you turn the flames on and off? I think it's gas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Interesting, but um, so that's how we dispose of Christina Applegate. The security yeah, comes from easy, easy, her. breezy. Yeah. But you're you're right in the sense that basically our last scene is that as she's getting ready to go to Paris for the Christmas Eve flight is when she sees Candy Bergen in the airport and Candy in Bergen is, is not traveling for business. She's traveling for pleasure. And that's when mm-hmm. she tells her, like, listen, I know you want to be a really good flight attendant, but you're a woman and you need to get married. So mm-hmm. what I would suggest is you actually take a you take a, a take a day. Yeah, take a day and also like Take a downgrade. So, like, reject your promotion and just go local again. Mm-hmm. Take the pay cut. Take everything downgrade for this man. For this man. And Gwyneth's mm-hmm. like, you know what? You're right. I, you're on to something you're here, something. girl. And, but Gwyneth is like, listen, I take my job really seriously. Like, someone needs to work this flight. Someone <laughs> needs to work this flight to Paris. To Paris, yeah. Who's going to do it? Because I have to go to Cleveland right now. I have to go to Cleveland. Wait, they do this hilarious like in the know thing too, which reminds me of like New Yorkers' knowledge of transit. And they're like, if you take, it's very insular flight attendant knowledge. Yeah. They're like, if you take the 9 p.m. flight from New York to Cleveland, then blah, 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 then you will be there at in exactly, and they go 12 hours, 12 hours. in unison. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea what time it is right now. So I don't know, so but I'm meaningless impressed. to us. I'm impressed. Meaningless. <laughs> so, but so she's like, who's going to take? My shift. I don't know. Candy Bergen does. Candy Bergen. And again, I'm like, okay, so there's <laughs> 90 seconds left. We can confirm she's a good person. <laughs> like, so Candace Bergen is never going to turn evil in this. She's always she going to be like She never does. The, Shock of she the never century. Does. She goes like, honey, th- this isn't what she says, but this is what it feels like. She goes, honey, I, I got it, girl. G- you go. And she goes like, I know what I'm doing, and yeah. it's like it's almost as if she comes out of retirement. She does. To take it's this exactly shift. right. She comes out of retirement, and it's so good. So Gwyneth goes off to Cleveland, and she goes to Mark Ruffalo's house. <laughs> this was yeah, or like grandma's a, house. Grandma's house, and this was weird. So weird. So weird. So she's gone to the house with this guy that she's dated for I don't know seven days and a year Collectively, ago. And a year ago, yeah. <laughs> She, right before Christmas, though. Grandma has her back to Gwyneth, and she's yeah. decorating the tree, and Gwyneth just starts- Gwyneth lets herself in, <laughs> leaves the door open. Lets herself in, leaves the door open, and just starts talking at Grandma. And the way that yeah. the scene is edited, you think, wow, 
grandma is ignoring her because she's she's really rejected her grandson but yeah no grandma just can't hear she just can't hear her that's it (laughs) it really 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 like bothered me in a way that it shouldn't have which made me think it was this is definitely childhood trauma because i'm like i don't like being ignored i was like turn the fuck around and like and i was so mad but the real cute line is mark ruffalo comes down he goes she couldn't hear you but i did good <laughs> yeah, so so we get that um star vehicle, which this movie fits very perfectly into our formula. Yeah. We get that tenth hour speech of yeah. I realized I was all wrong. Whisper acting. I, whisp- I just it's me all meaningless if I didn't have yeah. if I don't have someone to share. I don't want with. a career. Yeah, I don't want a career. I want to get married. I don't want money. I want him I don't to want make to be successful. Money. I was wrong, basically. And she just like kind of professes her love and she's like, and I love I love him. I think his name's Tom. Tom. Doesn't matter. I don't remember. Mark Ruffalo. Doesn't matter. Mark Ruffalo. She's like, I love him. And grandma turns around and I'm like, bitch, were you listening? Nope. Mm-mm. And then Mark Ruffalo comes down the stairs. I was. <laughs> I was. And it's really cute because again, we have like 30 seconds left and they, they immediately mm-hmm. reconcile and we know that they're going to be together forever. Yeah. I think they have staying power. I think they do have staying power. Like I could mm-hmm. legitimately see these two. And in a crazy twist of events, we think that Gwyneth is going back to Cleveland to work her old route as a flight attendant, but -hmm. they cut to the plane in the last scene, and we see two flight attendants, not Gwyneth, Mm -hmm. and we cut to the cockpit, and she's- Yeah, she's in the cockpit. She's she's a pilot now. (laughs) Do you know I didn't get that at all? I was like, you're in the wrong clothes. I had, no, no, no. Like, I had to look it up at the end. I was like, does Gwyneth become a pilot? Become a pilot. <laughs> Didn't get it. And, and my sources are saying yes. We're to believe that Gwyneth became a pilot at the end of the movie. Yeah, because this whole movie, like, I, I actually made a joke that there's been some sparing VO from Gwyneth. Yeah. She's, like, in voiceover. And I'm like, is she writing a book? Like, what is this? Is this her novel? Is this her memoir, I mean? And, yeah, you're right. The so yeah, it's her view from the top. So we go into the cockpit. She's in the wrong uniform. She's in a pilot's uniform. And she stares yeah, down the barrel Halloween of the lens. Yeah. Wrong Halloween costume, Gwenny girl. It's not even sexy. What did she say at the end? Do you remember? It was like it was like the closing lines of like a flight. She's like, and welcome to New York or something so stupid right. like that. But it's it's so, and I'm like, this is probably a reflection of us where it's like, She's sitting. No, she's not. She's sitting in the cockpit. She's wearing a pilot's uniform. She holding is, the steering wheel. And we're literally like, "You're not the pilot. You're not the pilot." <laughs> I'm like, "There's no way." And I'm like, "Okay." On the one hand, yes, I understand where the gender is coming from, but on the other hand, I'm like, "They're not this." It's like they're not a trajectory. Skill. Start Different... as a flight attendant and end as a pilot. No, we miss like eight years of school. Yeah. So Gwyneth becomes a I don't pilot. think we're off for like assuming that that wasn't what happened. But I do think I do like the ending a little bit because it does suggest that she's not she's not taking like a huge career decline to be with him. Oh no, massive upgrade. Massive upgrade. Massive upgrade. But I'm just curious like it really wasn't it wasn't her goal to be a pilot she just wanted to be no. a stewardess and there's nothing wrong with that she just wanted to be no. the best stewardess there ever was she just wanted to get us might i remind us to yeah. minute one of the movie i want to get as far away from silver springs as possible yeah but so she did it yeah but she just left one small town 
I mean, I guess Cleveland isn't a small town, but they're they're it's not New York is what they're saying. Do you want what this movie made me want to do? Downgrade to Cleveland. Yeah, I bet it's more affordable. I'm dying out here. I would love like I want a beautiful apartment somewhere. Yeah, I might move to Ohio. And I think they correct me (laughs) if I'm wrong, but I think at the end, do they replay just a small town girl at the end or no? Or am I just hearing that in my head? I can't be certain, but I think they do. They either definitely way, do. Either they way, do. They're they hearing it. it. You're hearing, you know what? She is mm-hmm. just a small town girl. You're not crazy. But You're she's not it. living in a lonely world. She's living in Mark Ruffalo's world. Just a small town girl. Cut. That's the cover. The cover. Yeah. Cut. It's weird. It's like sharp. It's it's not the right. <laughs> it's a little bit off. It's not the right notes. It's a cover I deeply remember from the 2000s. And what's Glee so- brought back the Journey version. True. I just want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like that's the cover you think of, not this. This is something strange. But um mm-hmm. and that's how the movie ends and you're like, "Wow, it's an out it's only been 80 minutes." And now we're treated to 7 minutes of bloopers and dance, mm-hmm. song and, and song. dance. Song and dance. <laughs> Which I really liked. And what was the song that they were Well, they sing, singing? they sing We Are Family. However, in the spirit yeah, of but... covers, it's We Are Royalty, because royalty air, and they sing royalty air, and they sing safety protocols, and it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot, a lot of fun. It makes sense that it makes up the last seven minutes of the runtime. I'm down. Similar to the sweetest thing, which also stars Christina Applegate. Like when you mm-hmm. see the the bloopers, I really like. This is kind of like the dream role. Like they had fun. They had a lot of fun. Like I feel like they had fun. They had fun. For yeah, sure. Do you know, fun fact about me, blooper reels are why I wanted to get into acting. I All of our fun early fact. 2000s movies yeah. had those blooper reels. And it looked so fun. It, it always really lets fun. you take a breath at the end. It allows you to be like, mm-hmm. you know what? That was, you know what? That wasn't Christina Applegate. That was Christy. They're two different people. Different. That's not Gwyneth Paltrow. No. That's Donna. That's, was that her name? I, it's back to your point that they're like, these people are trash. Yeah. No shade to the name Donna. They're literally telling you this no, is No, like they're like, beating, trailer us, park they're beating name. you over the head with the idea that they're trash. That's what they're yeah. trying to tell us. Her, The outfits, the hair, the makeup, everything about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Can we, vulnerable admission alert. Yeah. I didn't realize she was the pilot until right now. <laughs> well, it's funny you say- I remember the outfit and I remember thinking, what's she doing up there? Well, because it doesn't make any sense. And- I literally, I'm, I'm not lying. Like I, I, I had to Google: Is Gwyneth Paltrow a pilot at the end of View from the Top? I thought it was like a, like a joke. Like, look at me. Because it should be a joke. You can't just go from flight attendant to pilot. It doesn't work that way. I'm so embarrassed. It's like, yeah, these deeply, deeply ingrained gender roles where i'm like no no but but in my defense and your defense and i think we've said it enough the movie is like not it's like such a sharp turn you're confused i mean the movie is girls are flight attendants boys are pilots that's the movie that's the movie Pablo pilot but i also you know what i thought the movie did do a good job of was that like it's you know it's okay to be a a flight attendant and be a girl and and do a good job so mm-hmm. on the on the other hand, by upgrading her, upgrading, quote unquote, her to a pilot, uh, it's also suggesting that like it's better than the flight attendant. 
right? Like yes. it's an upgrade. So yeah. it sort of it sort of foils itself <laughs> at the end. You're right. It like it folds over on itself. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's that scene in Inception where I'm like, it's okay, sloppy. can we just spin the the dreidel so we know where we are? Because it's like. <laughs> Or whatever it is. It's like, I don't know. I don't know where we are right now. <laughs> what did they spin? Oh, a top. Yeah. The the, to- the totem. The yeah. Token. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you're right. It's kind of like a dreidel, honestly. Yeah. It's like, where are we? Which, what are we? Is this real? There's like an SNL sketch from 2009. No, I'm writing it. It doesn't exist. Oh. There's an SNL sketch from 2009 where they're like, <laughs> the Jewish character in Inception has a trade. Oh, really? It's no, I made it up. I'm oh, telling oh, you, that okay. I'm That's pitching really... it. Oh, okay, really cool. So it's um... my pitch. Okay, cool. Um, next, we'll 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 use it next week. So moving um, on. So that's the movie, and overall, I, honestly, I loved it. I thought it was so cute. I thought it was. I think Gwyneth. I think Gwyneth is a movie star, and I think she just has an it factor to her that i find enjoyable i do Hmm. i can't i can't deny it i can't deny it yeah i did want to it's like the 10th hour of this pod basically uh, they were painting her to be kind of naive and like bimbo-y and i'm just like i think she's just smarter than this part for sure i mean but yeah i mean like you compare it to a movie like emma where she is so beautiful in that too but also so smart Mm -hmm. It's like Gwyneth, as we talk about on this podcast all the time, it's like the shorthand for people, like the shorthand for Gwyneth is not, we said this, I think before we started recording, the shorthand for Gwyneth is not bimbo, it's aloof. Yeah. And there's a aloof. big difference. And I heavily agree with that. That's spot on. And that's why I think that the bimbo dumb line doesn't work in the movie. And mm-hmm. it's almost like they gave up on it as the movie went on because it was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And she's doing her best bimbo. Like, she's like, like what? And, like, combing her hair. She's more eager. Being naive. Yeah, naive, eager, but also, like, really Mm -hmm. open-minded. Like, (laughs) Yeah. She's making it work. Like, she really is doing the Reese Witherspoon Legally Blonde treatment on this. Like, she's like, this is how this part lives in me. And for that, I got to say, girl's a pro. She nails it. She's a professional. This movie felt so comforting she could have this half, is exactly could have what half asked this and still gotten the paycheck and it would have been fine yeah. yeah and i think that she did the best that she could with the material i would say that mm-hmm. yeah i stand by that 100 percent um yeah comforting movie for me so i just love taking a trip back to 2003 if you okay if you want to feel like you want to get in a time machine yeah watch this movie yeah it really is so 2002 2003 you'll love it if you love time travel and you want to be transported back to a time um, where women were second class citizens. Yeah. But they could also be pilots. They can also be but pilots. But they could also be pilots at the end. Watch this movie. Um, I had a great time. I put it on the background. I was able to scroll, text, whatever, and I got it. I yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With you'll only a little it. bit of confusion at the end. Yeah. But that's understandable. And you'll have the same confusion, too, if you watch it. You'll think, wait a second. Trust us. Trust us. I've yeah. heard that she's a pilot. And I see that she's wearing the pilot uniform. She's sitting in the she's cockpit. She's in the seat. But mm, there's still mm. a possibility she's still just a flight attendant. <laughs> you'll have it. Exactly. You'll have that. You'll have that. Re- you'll have that thought. It's so spot on because it's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and she's even wearing like the aviator glasses. It's like, it's like, 
they couldn't give you more signposts that she's a pilot. <laughs> she's the pilot. And you're still like, like you could literally watch her fly the plane and you'd be like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I was like, girl, get get back in the main cabin, silly. Yeah, yeah. Get those warm nuts out. But um, this was a uh, real treat. I'm glad we went back to the 2002, 2003 era. It felt I would right. love to spend more time. And I think, yeah, I there. think we realized that while we, you know, we love our new releases, this is really where we do our best work. Agree. This is my sweet spot. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this era. You know what? I would make, you know, like that movie, The Village, which I love. I would make a village, but it's 2002. Okay. And we just watch movies like this. The Village. Remember Wait, The Village where you, you've never seen The Village? No, I've seen The Village. I'm not understanding like We just what live like mean. it's 2002. You know how they, they lived like it was the Oh, 1780s? back in time? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Took a second. I like to say that I was the audience there. I was just making you clarify. You're the Bryce Dallas Howard. You're like, what? I even like, I saw huh? the real world, but I still don't believe it. So it's like, <laughs> that's you. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I would, we should do The Village. I love The Village. <laughs> I, love, so I really like good. that movie too. It's world famous in my family for my cousin recommending it and my family hated it. So they'll never let them live it down. They're always like, is this another village suggestion? Yeah. Everyone, everyone's Every so, family has Everyone's one. so smart these days. They, they, they understand all that. You know, they see things coming. Not me. Yeah. Assholes. Anyway, congratulations, anyway. Gwyneth, on your Academy Award, on your and legal your victory. Legal victory. And your performance in View from the Top. Yeah. Can't say we're going to do more Gwen. I didn't see many Star Not in the Vehicle. near future. Not in the near future. Yeah. But I'm happy we hit her. I'm I happy wanted we to got touch, it. I want to touch down airplane reference, um, you mm-hmm. know, given the, the legal landscape, and it just felt appropriate. It was very appropriate, and she's very much a part of this time, Star Vehicle. She's... One of the ladies, for sure. Yeah, she's she's a peer of all the women that we've talked about. That we've covered. So it's only right that we touch Gwenny. Um, and one I'd of the few Oscar Drew, winners. Drew <laughs> Honestly, yep. does Julia Roberts have an Oscar? She yes. does. It's Julia. Well, now Jamie Lee Curtis. Now Jamie Lee. Let's think. And we're working on, we already deci- decided we're working on J-Lo. Let's see. Jamie Lee, Kate Winslet. Oh, we did do Kate. We did that movie for Cameron, though, let's be honest. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so we are Penelope doing a great Cruz. job. Oh, yes. Vicky Christina. Right? Yeah. Vicky Christina Barcelona. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my God. Okay, wow. Star Vehicle Podcast. We've Renee <sighs> Zellweger. Oh, my God. We, we're covering more Oscar winners Vanessa than Vanessa Hutt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Ann Hutchins. <laughs> No. We did do <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock. I'm sure, I'm sure Brooke Shields was even nominated. She's never nominated. I can say that. She's right never now. nominated. Okay, poor Brooke. Um, she deserves it. Jane Fonda. Oh my god. Okay, so wow. <laughs> my initial statement was she was the first Oscar winner we've done. I now retract. Wrong. I now retract. <laughs> well, I'm done, glad we had a real time fact check. We've there. done wow. more Oscar winners than not. So that's really we're such idiots. We're like, yeah, Gwen's the first Oscar winner we've covered. <laughs> She's like the eighth. Yeah. She's like every one we do is an Oscar winner. So oh that's good. All right. Love that. Happy last day of Women's History Month. Thank um, you. I'm really going to miss it. We're recording this on March 31st. So mm-hmm. just I do love March. Time. 
yeah, I love March. I love Women's History Month, and I love Aries season. So y'all have a great Aries season, okay. rest of Aries season. Okay, bye, Sean. Bye, Steven. Bye.